In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you because you have heard us. We give you praise. We receive from you, Lord, understanding. We receive from you direction. We receive from you wisdom. We open our hearts and we say, Lord, feel it. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Can we declare the words we usually do? We are going to take it together. Remember, it's a declaration, so let's put our spirit and put our loud voice to it. One, two, let's go. Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. And now spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. If you believe that, that will be your portion today in Jesus' name. Amen. A word will enter your heart. Amen. It will give you light and direction. Amen. It, will give, it will heal you in every area. Amen. And it will make you more and more like the Lord Jesus. Amen. If you believe, give me an amen. amen. All right, the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. Let's take our seats. Greet your neighbors. You are sitting there. Tell the person you are welcome. Tell the person you are blessed. You are sitting beside me. All right, the Lord is good. Now let's open our Bibles. We have been reading um, from the book of Revelation, chapter 12, and adding one uh, verse or the other to it. That is from other portions. The book of Revelation, chapter 12. Let's start from there again. Now, because we have read it several times, I just jumped to the verse I want, so we can go to other ones. Now, the salvation, that's from verse 10. Now, the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down. He who accuses them before our God day and night. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. Now that verse is important. The fact that, let's remember, the primary thing Satan is doing is accusing. He's not killing. It's not as if he doesn't want to kill. He just doesn't have the power. So what he does is what? Accuse. And when they were overcoming Satan, please don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Satan does not want to destroy. I'm just saying that even though his purpose is to destroy even though his purpose is to kill, he just doesn't have the power directly. He has to seek that power through other means. And the main, he has to walk through us. Okay, let me explain like that. We have to cooperate. We have to cooperate. We can cooperate with our ignorance. We can cooperate with our falling for his temptation. Okay, when we have done those things, when we have been deceived, then he can now accuse the main power he has here is accusation. It's only after he will have successfully accused that he will get the power to kill, that he will get the power to destroy. He doesn't just have that power inherent in himself. And that's why when we want to overcome him, as we can see here, they overcame his accusation. Look at that again. He said that this is the accuser of the brethren who accuses them before our God day and night. That's what was going on. And so when they overcame him, they overcame him in the matter of accusation. 
And the way by which they did that is through the blood of the Lamb and through the word of their testimony, two very important things. Now, we've been talking about the blood of the Lamb and that the blood of the Lamb, we don't pour it on the road for protection. We don't use the blood to fight our enemies. What we use the blood for is what? Cleansing. God said, I've given it to you as an atonement. The blood of Jesus cleanses. He atones for our sins. And we cooperate with that atonement by confession of sin. We cooperate with that atonement by any time we find any fault in our lives. We take that fault before the Father. We confess it. John said, He's faithful and just to forgive us of that sin and to cleanse us of all what? Unrighteousness. So we are cleansed of all unrighteousness. So the way by which we apply the blood is through confession and forsaking of sin. Can I say that again? The way by which we apply the blood is what? Through confession and forsaking of sin. It's not by shouting the blood. It's important. I know we are so used to it. We want to eat food. We pour the blood upon it. Why? We are afraid. You are, not, are you getting my point? We have all kinds of habits. They give people wedding presents. You know what they do? They gather around and cast out every demon. I didn't do that. Actually, it's unnecessary. You don't have to do that. Trust me, it's unnecessary. What should you do? Just give thanks. It's like food. Thanksgiving is not a weak thing. The Bible says it sanctifies. Is that what the Bible says? All right, through Thanksgiving, you can sacrifice something. So if it's my wedding, all the witches in my village, the one in my wife's village, all the enemies, they gather, they put viper, they put uh, cobra powder. What's cobra powder? I don't know. I just manufactured it now. <laughs> they put it, sprinkle it over and everything. As you give to me, I say, thank you. God bless you. And I say, Father, we thank you for this gift. Once I say that, all your spirits have gone back to where you put them from. Thanksgiving sanctifies things. I hope you're getting my point. I don't have to try and pour the blood on it. The blood is not used, it's not bitumen. We don't use it for tying the road. What we do with the blood is to cleanse ourselves. We don't pour the blood on our enemies, except we really understand, which is we want them to be saved. But if it's like for to nullify their power, waste of time. Now, so we have looked at those things. I'm not going over that again. I just want to take the second side. Now, let's open our Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Let's start from verse 18. He said, For you have not come to a mountain that can be touched and to a blazing fire. He was comparing this or contrasting with the experience Israel had on Mount Sinai. And to darkness and gloom and whirlwind, and to the blast of a trumpet and the sound of words, which sound was such that those who heard begged that no further word be spoken to them. For they could not bear the command, if even a beast touches a mountain, it will be stoned. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I am full of fear and trembling. But what have you come to? But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, and to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel. Now, I just read that to get out verse 24, that we have come to the sprinkled blood, the blood of Jesus, 
and this blood speaks better things than the blood of Abel. What I want to bring out is that the blood speaks. Let's not forget it. God, why was, what was he talking about here? God said to um, Cain that the blood of your brother was crying for vengeance, of course, from the earth. So we find out that the blood speaks. And that's a matter of fact. That's how God has done it. Blood speaks. Everywhere blood is shed, it is saying something. I hope you're getting my point. Just by the way, anytime people shed blood in a land, it is saying something. It's always saying something. And people cannot shed blood and they will go unpunished unless proper atonement is made. I hope you're getting my point. Like I said, I'm just saying that by the way. Many people are suffering. Many societies are suffering on this earth. And when we see what is going on, we will complain about other things. We say that, uh, why is Saudi Arabia and Iran, why are they fighting a proxy war in Yemen? We will say that, um, why the tsunami, why did it hit Indonesia? You understand? We'll see all kinds of things. Why did the flood take over this place? Why was it in France last week? If the river that has been down all these years never caused any problem. Suddenly rose and wiped it, nine people with it. You're getting my point? And they will sit down and be analyzing. Now, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone, but many of those things is blood speaking, calling for vengeance. Do you get my point? When Israel was coming to take the promised land, God works in interesting ways. Spiritual things work funny, okay? If you don't know them, but really they are multifaceted. When they were coming to take the promised land, God was doing two things side by side. One, he was fulfilling a promise he made to the fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. At the same time, he was punishing the iniquity of the people of the land. Two things, like we say, he killed two birds with one stone. With the same stone, he fulfilled the promise he made to the fathers. At the same time, he punished the blood crying out from the land. The land had become polluted and it was vomiting out the inhabitants. And he said to Israel, I am not taking them, I'm not bringing you in because of your righteousness. He said, first of all, I'm taking them out because of their wickedness. Fulfill two things at the same time. Never forget that. Blood speaks. That just by the way. Now, what's the blood speaking? That's what the issue is. In the case of the Lord Jesus, the blood is speaking, what the Bible says, is better things than the blood of Abel. And that's what we want to look at again. How do we overcome Satan's schemes? We are taking from here how the blood works. We have already looked at the fact that the blood speaks forgiveness. When we give our lives to Christ, righteousness is put on us. Last time we read from Zechariah, we saw that Joshua, his, his filthy garment was removed. And filthy garment, we said, speaks of sin. His filthy garment was removed. That tells you that forgiveness is a gift. Are you getting my point? And the clean one was what was put upon him. And that lets you know that our righteousness is not because of our works. And after that, Joshua was now told how to walk so that he can have authority. Do you get my point? That means when we have received the righteousness by faith in Christ Jesus, we also have a lifestyle we are supposed to live that is in keeping with that righteousness. It's very important we understand it. So that's where we started from. So blood does that. What the blood does is that when we have received by faith our righteousness, we are washed clean. We are purged. Are you getting my point? It says that we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have what? Redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Our sins are forgiven by the shedding of his blood. Our sins are not forgiven by our special offerings. 
Our sins are not even forgiven because of restitution. That's not what forgives our sins. Sin cannot, repentance does not forgive sins. I hope you get my point. I didn't say we should repent. Did I say that? I'm just saying that's not why sins are forgiven. Those are the things that qualify you for receiving forgiveness. Forgiveness actually is a gift of God that's paid for. It's not free. It's not free. It's not free. That's paid for by the blood of Jesus. Don't ever forget it. It's paid for. I won't do it again. Does not mean it can be forgiven. It has to be paid. Are you getting my point? You know, like I always use as illustration, in Nigeria, we beg a lot. Do you understand? Somebody jams your car. What does he say? Sorry. Jamming my car is a sin. Are you getting my point? I'm trying to illustrate now. Sorry, has he removed the dent? Has he repainted the car? Are you getting my point? Sorry has not really end forgiveness. So if I decide that you can go without paying, how you got your forgiveness was that I paid. Don't think that because you prostrated, that brought forgiveness. Prostration does not repair dented vehicles. It does not spray paint a car. Doesn't even bake it. What does all of these things is money. Does money repair a car? Yes. Does it spray it? Yes. Does it bake it? Yes. Does it make it go back to what it used to be? Yes. That's the power of money. So you that's prostrating, you are wasting my time. You may as well walk away. It doesn't make any difference. Look me in the eyes and walk away. You are still costing me the same amount of money. And people like to beg. Please, I was not looking. It was a mistake. What difference does it make? Whether it was deliberate or a mistake? Broken glass is broken glass. You know what forgiveness is? If I say, okay, don't worry. What I mean is that I have taken it upon myself to pay. And like I always say, I hope many of you have learned it. Don't join to beg if you don't bring money. Jobless bystanders will now come and say, sorry, sir, but he has begged you. Those of you, you some of you can feel it. it. has happened to you before. You are angry now. So I'm saying you are getting angry at something that happened like six years ago. You are still angry. That is the one that's most annoying. People are not going anywhere. They don't have any, they are just, that is not, they want to be nice. Please, madam, sorry. Madam, sorry, now we are begging you. (laughs) Let me teach them righteousness. Tell them, madam, if you don't have work to do, get away from here. That my pastor says forgiveness costs money. That if you want to beg, bring money. If you don't want to bring money, shut your mouth. Once you say shut your mouth, they will be offended, they will go. Say, pastor, you like it like that? Yes, I'm begging you. Teach Nigerian righteousness. We, should, we need to teach Nigerians righteousness. In countries where things are better organized, there's no beg. It's exchanging of information because insurance will pay. I mean, there's no like, sorry now. There's no need for sorry. I've paid Geico. Geico will come and fix it. So what you want to know is get my information and let Geico come and pay. That is what is called forgiveness. I hope you're getting my point. <laughs> what I've told is true spiritually. So when God forgives, it's also not free. It's just that you are not the one paying. Jesus is the one paying. That's why he had to shed his blood. It's valuable. Costs a lot. The most expensive thing in this universe. The life of God on the earth. That was what was poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. That, that's why our redemption has to be in somebody. In whom we have redemption. The forgiveness of sins. Jesus paid. Let's, not ever, let's never, never forget it. It's not your own personal sacrifice that's paying for your sins. It's not even your repentance. Your repentance just lets you know 
or let's God know, let, allows God to know that you are not taking the grace of God in vain. That you are not playing with the blood of Jesus. You are not laughing at it. Do you follow my point? You, are, you, are, you recognize the value. Because it's so valuable, you treat that forgiveness with care. Do you get my point here? You treat it with care. For example, if I spent a lot of money to buy my, my wife a gift, it's her birthday. I buy her something that's very, very precious. Okay, even if though, you know there are things that are not, they are just precious, they are not useful. Are you getting my point? You get what I mean now? Yes, that is, I spend, uh, maybe I spend a thousand dollars and buy you one small ring and it has one tiny stone on it and I tell you it is diamond. What are you going to use it for? You are the only one that knows it is diamond. And typical of human beings, you now keep it where you, you hardly wait. Now wait three times a year. Only when you are going out somewhere important. And you now think everybody's looking at it. Nobody knows it's diamond. They think it looks just like the one you wore last week, which was ordinary glass. Are you getting my point? That's the reality of life. Let's tell ourselves the truth. Now, what, where I'm going is this. But because I told you it's a thousand dollars that I bought the thing, you won't just hang it with the other jewelry you have. You hang it somewhere special. If your daughter comes and says, Mommy, can I borrow your ring? That is the one you will never lend. You know now. Give her for what? Your husband will buy your own. <laughs> you, you are getting my point. Why? Because it's what? It's valuable. That's how we treat things that are valuable. Now, if we can treat ordinary jewelry like that, how much more or how, with, how much greater respect should we have for the blood of Jesus? So that when we have been cleansed, we don't want to get dirty. You get the logic? We understand the cost of cleansing. When we walk in righteousness, when we walk in holiness, when we walk in truth, is a, a way of telling God we appreciate what you have done. Are you getting my point? And when we return back to our former ways, we are, that's why the Bible says that we are doing despite. We are showing God we don't care. We are showing to him it's not valuable to us. We are saying to him that this blood, you shed it for nothing. It's not a sign that you understand grace, that you walk in sin because you think grace will abound. No, it's a sign that you disrespect the blood of Jesus. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Sometimes people teach as if if you understand the power of grace, you do anything you like and grace covers it. No, you have shown the blood a lot of disrespect. Do you get my point? I mean, you think about it. Maybe you, 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 you just painted your house, spent a lot of money painting and painting. Then your children, they finish eating, they run and then they jam the wall. Has it happened to you before? You, I mean, with oily hands. You know that people can't walk around the walls without holding it. You that paid to paint, you are looking at the fellow like this. What you are thinking of is the cost. I hope you are getting my point. That's what we expect. People should show respect for things that are valuable. And any Christian walking in sin is showing disrespect for the most valuable thing on this earth. Let's bear that in mind. So that's why one of the reasons why we walk in righteousness is respect. It's a sense of value. We are showing to God we appreciate what he has done in Christ Jesus. We are saying we appreciate what he did through the shedding of the blood of Jesus. That's what we are saying. That's what we are saying. Now, that's one thing. Now, today, like I said, I'm emphasizing on something today. We are talking about how they overcame by the blood. Now, so we see accusation is shut up. Secondly, he said that, where are we? Okay, my Bible is not open there. He said they overcame by the blood and by what? The word of their testimony. By the word of their testimony. Now, what is that testimony? We read the other place that the blood that we have come to in verse 24 of Hebrews chapter 12, that it speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Now, I want you to understand that the blood of Jesus is speaking. The blood of Jesus is speaking. It is what is this speaking that we are discussing. We said that earlier. Every blood speaks. 
The blood of Abel was crying for vengeance. The blood of Jesus is speaking forgiveness. The blood of Jesus is... Now, you notice something here. It says, we've come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. And to the blood, sprinkled blood, which speaks better... This one speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Now, what is the blood speaking? The blood is speaking the terms of the covenant. I hope you're getting my point here. The blood is speaking the terms of the covenant. The blood is uttering things that God has spoken as his plan in this covenant. So people who overcome by the blood, one major thing they do is to learn what the blood is speaking, and that becomes what? Their own testimony. I like one thing he said. He said that the spirit, the, the testimony of Jesus is what? The spirit of prophecy. That anytime they open their mouths to prophesy, listen to this, they are not prophesying their own desires. Please follow this. They are not prophesying their own thoughts. They are prophesying what the Bible calls the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. What they are doing is prophesying the testimony of Jesus. That is how Christians overcome by the blood. Just shouting the blood without these things we are discussing has no meaning. I hope you are getting my point here. Just shouting the blood of Jesus, it has no meaning. How people overcome by the blood is the two things we are analyzing. One, we're talking about the power of forgiveness and cleansing. And secondly, we are talking about the power of prophesying. That people prophesy, the, their testimony is the same thing that the blood is speaking. Are you getting my point? We said the blood speaks. There is no aspect of your life that the blood is not speaking something concerning. What does the blood speak? Let's just clarify that. What does the blood speak? There's what we call the will of God. What is the will of God? Now, this is how we look at the will of God. Anything that happens on the earth, no, that's not what the will of God is. That's the judgment of God. I hope you're getting my point here. That's the judgment of God. For example, what is the will of God? That nobody should perish. But each one should come to the knowledge of the truth. But then the same God that doesn't want anybody to perish decided to wipe out all the inhabitants of a particular land. So, was he contradicting himself? No. His judgment is a result, we've discussed here many times, of many things. His judgment is a result of, first of all, his will, added to the behavior of the people there, and then their prayers. Those three things are put together, then God utters his judgment. But what really is God's will? Is that which God desires, that's number one, and that which he has written. There's one thing he said when Jesus was teaching us how to pray. He said, this is how you should pray. Thy will be done on earth as it is written in heaven. That was what Jesus said, as it is recorded in heaven. The will of God is written. Now the Bible says that these things, this covenant, this will is of no effect until the death of what? The testator. That is, until the shedding of blood. Until the shedding of the blood of Jesus, the will of God was not effective. I don't know whether you're getting my point here. That is, in every aspect of life, God has a will. That will is only effective because Jesus shed his blood. Do you get my point here? So the person who is overcoming by the blood is a person who has discovered the will that God has in his life. And he's speaking the same thing that that will says. That is how he's overcoming by the blood. Because the blood is speaking the will of God. When we're saying the blood is speaking the will of God, we're not saying the blood is speaking, should I travel or not travel? That's not the meaning of the will of God in this context. For example, concerning my journey, what is the will of God? The Lord will be with me in my going out and my coming in. That is the will. So when I'm traveling on the road, some will say, upon this road, the blood of Jesus. Well, if you say that with this in mind, it's beginning to get meaning. But as a mantra, as a chant, something you declare for safety, it has no meaning. How do I overcome the dangers on the road by the blood of Jesus? It is I ask myself, what is the will of God 
concerning my journey. When I discovered that, I take that will and make it what? My testimony. Are you getting my point? That I will go safely, I will return safely. That declaration is overcoming dangers by the blood. It is not by shouting danger, I overcome you by the blood. No, every promise that God made is not effective until the blood of Jesus is shed. And once that blood has been shed, that blood is speaking that blessing over my life. That blood is uttering that blessing over everything I do. So what I now need to do to make it effective in my life is to open my mouth and declare in accordance with what the blood is declaring. Remember, we say this here all the time. Life is what? A battle of words. Life is a battle of words. Every time something happens in life, what is happening is that commandment is being given that you should say something. Or let me use the word, temptation is being released that you should say something. For example, Job. We know the story of Job. He suffered a lot of calamity. But every, you know, the recording device was put there to check what? What he will say. Not to check how he will feel. How he will feel, we know it. The little money many of us have saved up in banks. If we heard the bank is collapsing. Today I was telling somebody in my office, you know, NLC called off their strike. So they were unhappy. And they were happy. So I looked at one of the people being happy. I said, wait, why are you happy? Ah, like, they will soon announce the minimum wage. I said, I hope you know that the new minimum wage. I said, I hope you know for somebody your kid, if your salary goes up, it's by 1,000 naira. He said, touch my chest. The way it's beating. Huh? Are you serious? I said, what did you expect? It's minimum wage, not maximum wage that's been adjusted. <laughs> Very senior officer in my office. A woman said, ah. I said, ah, man, what did you think? I had a good laugh. In fact, another of my senior officers over there, he too was looking like, are you serious? I said, you? 500 naira increase. <laughs> then one of our very junior workers passed. I said, can you see the way she's smiling? She tried not to look in our direction. I said, those are the people that are waiting for minimum wage increase. And with the two of you in front of me, your chest can beat any way it likes. Nothing is coming. Depression set in immediately like, ah, why would you join the strike therefore? <laughs> now, what my dad say? If you were to take all the money you have saved up in the bank, you can imagine your chest will be beating anyhow. So how Joe felt was not the issue. Listen to what I'm going to say. How you will feel is not what we are discussing. If there's calamity, ah, you will feel. I hope you're getting my point. You must feel something. You left your house, you came back. One wicked soul has removed the burglar proof in your window. Gone in, removed your laptop, your... It took your ATM card, but you're not worried because it doesn't know your pin, okay? Remove your laptop, remove your Black Friday television, remove all those things you're walking. Listen, bros, you will feel bad. You are driving on the highway, high speed, suddenly last moment you saw the portal, too late to avoid it. And you're a good driver. Bad drivers will avoid whatever. And that's what's called somersault. But you're a good driver, so you clench your teeth and hit it. Gwah! That's not a finish hitting here. Purum, purum, purum. <laughs> when cars want to spoil, and you clear to decide, forget your tire, that one went even before you hit it. Rim is bent, and you see one rod don't bend inside there. Bring out your phone. Ude, he said, Where are you? I'm between Night Mile and Oji. You know how you will feel? Don't worry, don't bother. We know. We know how you will feel. After saving two years to buy this token car, we know how you will feel. We know how you will feel. 
Now, I'm discussing all of these things, but you know God really doesn't care about how you feel. You know what he cares about? What you will say. Those who overcome by the blood, that's what they watch. What they say. Those who want Satan to win, and that will be the best car they will ever drive in their life. Nothing better than this. You know how they will respond? This is a useless country. How can there be a pothole on the road? Federal government is supposed to have fixed all the potholes. And you know, say they are angry. When they, they now see a picture of continuation 2019, Buhari for president. <laughs> they carry a stone, they want to stone that very good. Why are they angry? They are own, do you get my point? This, but you know what those who overcome by the blood do? As soon as they come out, they look, phew, they've done a mental calculation. This new, what, 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 what bent? When we hit the pothole, what was it that bent? Board joint doesn't bend now. It, <laughs> it, it, it falls apart. Anyway, you check the new the board joint, you've checked the thyroid, you check everything that bent. Me- mental calculation. You seem like Kai, 40k is dropping. Before you open your mouth to start talking. Let's forget your journey that has been truncated. The Lord give, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. They will say it's not faith. Trust me, it is faith. If Job survived, they better use that method. It worked for Job. Please use that method. Say, Father, I thank you because you are working in my life. All things work together for good to them that love God. Hallelujah. This is working together for my good. I thank you. I thank you because you can restore the years that the locust will eat and the canker worm and the palmer worm and all of those worms and the, you know, the pothole worms will give you praise in the name of Jesus. Are you getting my point? This is how people overcome by the blood. It's not how you feel. Let's, let's get it clear. I said everything I said to let you know that bad feeling is normal. Don't even pretend. The people will tell you that, ah, yeah, you know, and it doesn't matter. It is well. Yeah, just rejoice. Because if you can do it from the bottom of your heart, good. But I'm not asking you to do that. You will get to that point. Somebody say amen. amen. You will get to that point. You will get to that point. I'm just trying to emphasize something here. Whether you feel like that or not is irrelevant. Remember, Jesus, God the Father, Satan, angels, demons, all of them are waiting for what you will say. You must be careful that if you are going to overcome Satan at such times, your statement must be that which is downloaded and decoded from the will of God. Because that is what Jesus paid for to make effective in your life. I hope you are getting my point. How do you over, you know, sometimes people, you know, they, you can go to work and you get fired. It's not a, look, I'm going to pray that it never happened to you. It can happen. It can happen. Just make sure that it's not because you stole money. It can happen. Many people, the firing is what led them to the next level of their lives. They lost a job. And that was the thing that God used to propel them. Into the next level for their life. I'm not saying that, you know, by faith, you never lost a job. Listen, this is what I'm going to tell you. By faith, in the name of Jesus, you will always be promoted. Amen. Say amen now. Amen. Promotion sometimes, the door to promotion is a deep small. From Potiphar's house, you will deep into prison. Don't be angry. It's the road to the palace. Are you getting my point? You cannot say because if there's a deep, you won't pass the road. So, so back to what I'm going to say. Sometimes you get that they say such a disappointment like that. You get to work, they now say that they've not been selling, or God decided that half of the staff should go home. There are those when they hear that. This is how we pray. Listen, many of us. 
In the name of Jesus, it's not my portion. It's not my portion. Maybe somebody has leaked to you. Say, ah, oh boy, tomorrow is going to be bloody. He said, what do you mean bloody? Who died? He said, nobody's going to die. What happened is that I found out that the boss has done the accounts and said, at this rate, half of the staff will have to go. This business is not sustainable because they've lost the market here, they've lost the market here. And then maybe you have a total of 30 people working in that business. You know what everybody starts doing? They rush to church, miracle time. In the name of Jesus, not my portion. Sack is not my portion. That will not overcome by the blood. How does the, people who overcome by the blood, how do they react? First, when you hear such news, let me tell you what you do. Give thanks and go to sleep. Use your faith to download sleep. Did you hear what I said? Yes. The, see, let me tell you something. There are things you do to show to God. I told that there are, set, there are certain kinds of news I will hear. I will not pray. Not because prayer is bad, but because I need to show to God I'm not worried. As far as I want to hear such things, that they are firing half of the people in this office tomorrow. Libra, I'm asking you, don't pray. Give thanks and say, by faith I receive sleep. Because it's night. Say, in the name of Jesus, I must walk the walk of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can walk. They should sleep. He gives to his beloved even while he sleeps. There are blessings we will never receive except we decide to go and sleep. It's a scripture. At that time, deliberately download sleep. The ladies wake up. We will not let, we will let, we will not let the son of... Give me one scripture we quote at such times. We have some funny scriptures. The lines are funny for you in present places. I have a good heritage. That does not mean you will not be sacked. Whatever God does shall be forever. You now stay awake at night quoting the scripture. Listen, I'm giving you the word of God. When you hear such news, download what? Sleep. Say, in the name of Jesus, I sleep. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. The Lord alone makes me dwell in safety. The Lord perfects all things that concern me. I'm going to sleep. I don't believe in praying to God to hold on the job. I don't. You don't know enough. No matter how well... Look, I know many people. Hmm? You know this oil company just people are sowing seeds to get. Hmm? They begged God to let them go. They took. I have to be in mind as I'm talking. I know some of the jobs that we are want to die with. People are taking pen and resigning and walking away. Sometimes they don't even have a better one waiting. They just have a better vision. I hope you are getting my point. So when such things happen, there's what the blood is speaking. It's not the time to stay awake and be declaring the name of Jesus. I will not lose it. What is the big deal? There are better scriptures to declare. I hope you know scriptures have level. There are some that apply more than others. As far as times, what is the blood speaking? That there's promotion. That one is clear. Not from the east, not from the west, not from the south comes exaltation. God is judge. He brings that one and lifts up another. That God is always lifting you up. Hold on to that one. That you are the one God is lifting up. Now, like I said to you, I don't believe in holding. Because, you know, the reason why I'm saying so is that you don't know what he's doing. So the blood has never said, this job is your own. All that the blood has said is promotion is your own. All that the blood has said is that victory is your own. I hope you're getting my point. That's all that the blood is speaking. That's all he's saying. He's not helping you fight for a particular seat in an office. That's why you've heard me preach many times. People say, write what you want on the wall. I don't... I think I, I cripple the hand of God when I write some things on the wall. No. What should we write on the wall? What the blood is speaking. The blood does not speak the address, you know, land in this area. It doesn't speak it. 
what it speaks is that God's blessing, the lines are falling for you in pleasant places and you have a good heritage. That's all you can write on the wall. Don't declare, I claim two plus in zoo. I don't know whether you are getting my point. You, you can't do that. Believers, you can't do that. You know, I've realized that many times we, we, we limit what God can do in our lives by what we have seen him do in other people's lives. I hope you are getting my point here. There are plots of land that you don't even know exists that's about to be carved out next year. So we're talking about how, do, how would you overcome? So when you hear such things, they will lay off people, people tomorrow. Download sleep. And go to sleep. Wake up in the morning. Declaring what the blood is saying concerning you. The path of the just like the light of dawn. It shines brighter and brighter. That's all you declare. Behold, he will cause prosperity to flow towards me like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. That's what you declare. It is the Lord my God that is giving me the power to get wealth. That's what you declare. And you go to the office with an open mind. If they drop the letter for you, open it, you are one of those that we are sorry we have to downsize because this and this and this and that. Walk up to your boss, shake his hands, and say, sir, we are so sorry I have to come to this. But don't worry, God will help you. You will survive this season. You are not, this is not bribery. You know, some people are saying it so that the man will change his mind. I don't, I don't have time for such things. You mean it. Say, sir, I'm so sorry. I know you mean well, but your business has to survive. Tell him flat, I'm not angry. Really, I'm not. I wish I could help, but we have to go. In all sincerity, sincerity, if you ever need my help again, please call me. And please say from the bottom of your heart. It would be easy to say if you did not stay up awake the whole night, declaring, declaring. I will not lose the job, I will not lose the job, I will not lose the job. What if you now lose it? If you declare the whole night you won't lose and they gave it to you, you'll be looking, you know, gave you the sack letter. Satan. <laughs> all my enemies. Good afternoon, sir. Fall down and die. You know that kind of thing. But if you really did what I'm, what I'm saying, if you did that, you went to sleep, you woke up next morning declaring what the blood is speaking, and you get there, you're one of the half that has to go home. Not a big deal. You greet him. It was nice working here. I hope I was a blessing. I understand that I'm no longer needed. God bless you, sir. Please, don't wait for me to say he may call you back. That's not what we're discussing. Let me ask you a question. Will it have been good for Potiphar to call Joseph back? I still remember Joseph a few days ago. And I was now thinking, thank God he didn't like Mrs. Potiphar, really. Because if he did, when he became the prime minister, and if you see the Christ like some people, go and call Potiphar for me. Do you like your position in this kingdom? Yes, bring your wife. Now, thank God he wouldn't do that. But you know he had that kind of power. He had that kind of power. I'm going to say something here. So, Claiming that means I will be restored to my slavery position in the name of Jesus is unnecessary prayer. That's why many of us pray. Is that not so? Our prayer is restoration to slavery. God, why should my shackles be broken? <laughs> we don't say it like that, but we, we say it. We don't say it like that. After many of us who are swimming through through Libya to Lampedusa, what are we doing? Slavery. Slavery. I see Nigerians every day using six million naira to migrate to Canada. And now you ask yourself if you can raise six million naira. Why are you migrating anywhere? To be carried on that, that stupid boat that sinks a lot of times is 1.5 million naira. I hope you understand. And you'll be asking yourself, so people who can find 1.5 million? Many people are praying, Lord, lead us into slavery. I claim it right now. Oh, my slavery is coming. 
So uh, we're not discussing it. Uh, if you talk to your boss, uh, he will call you back. No, there are times he lets you go. Why? Because your name is Joseph. For goodness sake, we are moving from Potiphar's house to somewhere else. It may not be immediate. If you read this book, Rich That Poor That by Robert Kiyosaki, there was one story he told there which was very interesting. You learn lessons from all of these things. He said that his rich dad did one thing for them. The rich dad had a son and had Robert Kiyosaki, who's his son's friend. Do you understand my point? The man he calls rich dad. His own dad is not a poor man, just a normal civil servant. You get my point? But rich dad was a businessman. So he called the man rich dad. That's why the book is rich dad, poor dad. He said one thing that rich dad wanted them to understand is that an average person depends too much on working for money. I don't know what I get the point. That they are looking, looking for a job that pays more. So he just wanted them to disabuse their minds of that link. Job, money, job, money. So when he first gave the boys jobs, he paid them as little as possible. As little as possible. So finally, even his own father got angry that this is child abuse. So he and his friend, who's a man's son, I went to see the man one day. Needed to see him that. What is the problem? They, they, they said they needed a raise. The man said, I've been waiting for this. That it always comes to this. Always. A day will come, my staff will come to me, say they need more money. But then they finished talking. He told them, one, he's not paying them more money. And two, if they want to continue working, he's removing the little they were earning before. What? So he sent them back to work this time around for nothing. He said, I wanted them to learn to work without thinking of money. Let's make a long story short. It was when he stopped paying them that Robert Kiyosaki, for the first time, noticed that he could start a a comic club in his house and neighborhood boys could pay a token to come and read comics free. I mean, many of us go to the mall here. You see these super strikers. Yes, you know, it comes on a regular basis. So the old ones can't get sold because new ones will have come. So they tend to destroy part of the cover of the old ones. But he could pick them for free because he worked in the shop. So he used the old comics to create a club for young kids. He said that was when he got the idea because he was not being paid. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Many of the things we think is a disadvantage is not really a disadvantage. That's the point I'm making. That's why you don't, but the blood is not speaking, you won't lose that job. Why am I talking about jobs? Is somebody trying to lose a job? Or did somebody lose one in the last one week? It, it happens like that. If nobody lost last one week, then next week it's going to be bloody. But it's growth. Somebody say amen. amen. It's increase. Somebody say amen. amen. That's it. This is how we overcome by the blood. What, you know what false teachers and false prophets have taught us? Is they take your job, it's your mother-in-law. If they take your job, it's your grandmother. They are cooking your destiny in the village. You now begin to pray. You now sow a seed to recover a lost job. That your enemy will not get the job. Now listen, you don't talk like that. We are blood speakers. Can I use that expression? We speak like the blood of Jesus. It is what he says that we say over every situation. Never forget it. Anytime something happens, it's what we do, what we say. You hear of Lassa Fever, I say, this country is useless. The epidemiological control is faulty. What is federal government doing? You know what's doing you? You are afraid. You are afraid. When you hear of Lassa Fever, what's the blood speaking? It is simple. No evil will befall me. No plague will come near my dwelling place. The deadly pestilence that was upon the Egyptians will not be given to me. I hope you're getting my point. Listen, those things are being listened out for. They said that HSBC, 
and UBS. They left Nigeria. You know what some people said? It's a sign of economic downturn. They said, what is going on in this country? One is at HSBC, ASBC, TNBC. I don't care what your name is. Progress and promotion is my portion in the name of Jesus. Yeah. There are things I don't even know why people bother about them. Say, go, Chinese bank will replace you. Now, Chinese bank are looking for where to, I mean, I'm telling you. Who cares? Who cares? Who's living? You see, Nigerians will now gather. Say, can you believe HSBC is living? It shows our economy is not working. How? How can you open your mouth and say two foreign banks are living? It shows that our economy is not working. Is it not good that God removes the first that may establish the second? That's how I re- re- react to such things. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. I start praying for GT Bank, Access Bank, First Bank, that they will increase and be mighty, that we don't need such people. Are they heavenly banks? Those ones who are living? Are they not banks from certain countries? That's one thing I thank God for Charles Ludo those days. He had a dream that Nigerian banks should become big so that they can do big business. Not that you lend money to MT and if they fail, your whole, the whole bank will collapse. It, no, such, such, such news, they don't worry me. Now, remember what I always say. Every time you hear news, a record is being taken of what you are going to say. Somebody is recording what you are going to say. It's being recorded. And those who will overcome Satan, remember we're talking about overcoming what? Satan schemes. Those who overcome Satan, what they speak, they are careful to ensure that what they speak never conflicts with what the blood is speaking. And we're establishing that what the blood speaks is just one thing. That which God has written. Because the purpose of that blood is to enact a new covenant. Every covenant has terms. And God's portion in that covenant is written in heaven. And that which is written is called the will of God. Those who overcome by the blood, they overcome by testifying concerning what that will is. They testify concerning what that will is in their lives. Any news you hear, listen my people, open your mouth and declare what the will of God is. That's why a few years ago we did a series here titled The Sayings of God. What are the things that the Lord has spoken? Please, I want to recommend to everybody, if you don't have it, go and get it. Download it available from our website, free. The Sayings of God. Why? Because every aspect of life, there's something that God has spoken. You need to have those things stored in your heart if you are going to overcome by the blood. People don't overcome by the blood because they're shouting the blood of Jesus. No. No. They overcome by the blood because they've realized that this is what God has said. Like I said, not from the east. Like when they say, ah, you have to go abroad, you know, that is where the money is. When people start talking like that, you must, you must answer. I've seen adults that stay in Lagos for years waiting for European visa. Until I stopped seeing them, they didn't get it. Listen to me. If you have to wait for years to get European visa, if you get there, you won't get anything good. I hope you're getting my point. When you hear the news, uh, things are rough. I need to go abroad to go and make it. The blood has said something. Ask yourself or ask your Bible, what has the blood spoken? Just, we, quoted it, we quoted it earlier. Not from the east, not the west, not the south. Comes exaltation. But God is judge. He brings down one and lifts up another. Then you ask yourself, where am I in this? Is, am I being brought down and being lifted up? God is my judge. He, I'm the one he's lifting up. Declare that thing. What you are saying by that statement, which is what the blood has said, 
is that no matter where you are, the Lord can cause his blessing to flow towards the place, no matter where it is. And listen to me, let me say another thing. People want to overcome by the blood only when they are praying. I hope you know, the time you overcome by the blood is not when you are praying. The Bible says, those that fear the Lord did what? They spoke often one to another. And the Lord heard. It's when you are chatting that you are overcoming by the blood. Because prayer time many times is a prayer of habit. It's not sincere. It's what you have memorized. It's time to pray. Let us pray. In the name of Jesus, we overcome by the blood. It is written. Promotion does not. You are quoting somebody. It's prayer of quotation of somebody else. We talked about prayer of faith having, uh, prayer having different types. One of them being what? The prayer of faith. What is the prayer of faith? That is, prayer of faith is as opposed to other kinds of prayers. You can be praying plenty. You are just repeating what somebody else is saying. That is why the Bible says, those that fear the Lord spoke often one to another. And that's what the Lord heard. I hope you are getting my point here. It's in those discussions. It's those little, little discussions. There, there are people in church. Once I was in Lagos, I remember this guy. He was my colleague at work, senior colleague. I will go to a church and I'll see him there. A big faith church. He'll grab the microphone, leading prayer. Then one day we were talking. And he was talking about, he was a resident in um, surgery. And I was talking about his plans, when he does this, when he does that. Ah, he said, I've left your country for you. I remember it because I feel like, are you not the one I see in church leading prayer? Praying for the country. Are you getting my point? We'll be in church. He's a, I mean, he was the big guy in the church. He'll be in front leading the rest of us. I thought he was a man of faith. The one who spoke one-on-one, he said, ah, by the time I get this one done, hmm, I left you people's country for you. You know, so people will go to church and be leading prayer. And thank God, God will just answer your own prayer on your own. It doesn't matter who is leading it. That's why Jesus said, see the Pharisees, they sit in the seat of Moses. He said, do as they say, not as they do. What am I trying to say? It's not the one who is standing in front and shouting, thinking it's prayer time that's overcome by the blood. It's when you and your wife will sit at home. He said, eh, what's this, what's this country coming to? He heard that uh, headsmen attacked one village. And then you now say, look, if this country does not break, there will not be peace. Listen, my people, those are the effective prayers. The one you say in church is not effective. See, that one you declared there, eh, when you were angry, between you and your wife, that is the effective praying. You are, you are, you are working for Satan. Satan is using your anger to trigger accusations. That's what they call accusation. Every time you open your mouth, you are in one camp. You are not in the camp of the advocate with Jesus Christ, or you are in the camp of the accuser with Satan. What I want to emphasize is that is the kind of talk we talk when we are angry. Those little times, that's what really matters. Those are the things that decide what we are really releasing to the realm of the spirit. Not the one who gets to church and pray. The one who gets to church and pray, it does two things. One, it, no, let me put it like this. It's effective under two conditions. One, if it's an overflow of what we're already thinking, or two, is the beginning of what we'll start to do. But there must be something continuous about them. It's either an overflow of what we're already thinking and doing, or it's a beginning of a new thing that we are learning. But you do it, you speak any way you like outside, then come to church and come and pray. That prayer is ineffective. Remember, every time there's a crisis, something is being demanded of you to speak. Your children misbehave. Oh, God. You know, children, until they are taken care of, they are assistant satans. You know what assistant satan? They tempt you. They tempt you to speak. That's why you need to know how to drive foolishness from their hearts. They will do something 
that will make you want to declare. And you will know it's a declaration. You think I'm angry. Their parents, I hope, I, I hope you're not like that here. Nobody listening to me is like this. There are parents who still curse their children every day because they're angry. They curse themselves too. This child, you will kill me one day. I hope you know it's a prophetic word. That child will kill you one day. Either it takes a gun, shoots you, or it gives you a heart attack. Stop such prophesying. It's better to go the other way and say, ah, in the name of Jesus, I will overcome what that is. You won't kill me. That, start, let's start with that one. There are those who still declare words like, this boy does not know anything. It's your son you are talking about. Stop wasting your time. He never listens. And it's your own daughter, uh, uh, his son you are talking about. This is what I like to prophesy concerning children. When they tempt you, remember this prophecy. Say, children are the heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is a reward. And it's a blessing to have a quiverful. And the blessing of God makes rich and does not add sorrow. Combine those two. That's a prophetic blood talk over your children. Say, this child, you will never bring sorrow into my life. You will never bring sorrow into my life. That's prophetic blood talk. Every time something happens, demand is being made of you to give us a word. You must utter something. And please, try your best. Don't be quiet. Utter something. Husbands, wives, the same thing. I hope you know. It's not just parents. If you tell your wife, I will slap you one day. I hope you know it's a prophetic word. (laughs) It will come to pass. I hope you know it's a prophetic word. So continue like this. I will slap you one day. And it will be in public. You think it's a warning. But you know what it is? It's a prophetic word. Remember, the accuser is there accusing. Until he has succeeded in accusation. He has, does not get any power to make, you, to make you do anything. Let me just say something. Stop, stop leaking your secret to the devil, to your enemy. How, how many enemies do you have? Let me tell you, just one. Your adversary, the devil. Stop giving him weapons against yourself. Stop giving him weapons against you. There are two forms of weapons Satan's use, Satan uses. There are two types of weapons. One, we talked about that before. What is that? Sin, iniquity. And we fall for his temptations. Number two, our words. He stacks people's words against them. Go and see what God said when he wanted to judge them at Kadesh Barnea. It was the things they said. It was, go and check it, go and read it. Numbers 13 to 14. It was what they said that was used against them. A wife is still threatening the husband. One day I'm going to leave. It's a prophetic word. You don't want to leave. It will be engineered that one day you will leave. And Satan, when he's engineering, he has written it down. Lord, she has to go. God said, why should, why should she go? On the 15th of July, 6.45 p.m., she said, one day I will leave. Lord, lest you say it was a mistake. It was repeated on the 12th of August, 5.45 a.m., right after prayer meeting. She said, one day I'm going to leave you. By the time she's, look, you know, I, you know, I hope you know God has to listen, except there is a defense. And what am I saying? Please stop handing out weapons to Satan against you. Please, I'm begging you. Stop handing out weapons to, weapon to Satan against you. He's piling them up. Many people are shouting, blood of Jesus. They have accumulated an arsenal. Are you getting my point? 
armamentarium. They have a huge stockpile of bazooka, kalashnikovs, swords and spears, all kinds of things that they have donated to the devil. The dead devil opens the gate. It's their own words against them. Have you heard this one before? Very many young men say, we are finished in this country. You hear that all the time. Anytime somebody says to you next time, say to the person, yes, you are finished in this country. I am alive. I'm going somewhere. So what do you mean? You said it. I did not. I'm just distinguishing between you and me. In life, there's always distinction. There's a land called Goshen. Remember the land called Goshen? God distinguished them. God said, I'm looking for the opportunity to distinguish between those that serve God and those that don't serve him. It's there. So then you will distinguish. You will see the difference. There's always a separation. Jesus told them, you will hear all kinds of rumors at, the, end, at, the, at, the, at you know, the last times. He said, you, but you. That's why he said, but you. Look up. Why? Your own redemption is near. There's always a distinction. When people say there's a casting down, remember to open your mouth and say there is a lifting up. Listen, that is what life is about. Satan, listen to me. He can't do anything by himself. All he uses is what? Schemes. How do you overcome by the blood? It's simple. We speak the thing that the blood is speaking. We started with the blood speaks forgiveness. It speaks forgiveness. It speaks forgiveness. Anytime we confess our sins, we are forgiven. And when we have received forgiveness, we declare it. We are redeemed. We say so. I have been forgiven. They say God can forgive you, but the consequences remain. I say it's a lie. It's a statement of what? Unbelief. If anything in your life is a result of sin, eh? Declare over it, I have been forgiven. Therefore, I receive a restoration. Did God not say, I will restore to you the years that the locusts ate? When I was talking about locusts, he, look, he said, my great army that I sent amongst you. He was the one that sent judgments against them. Yet he said, I will restore it to you. I hope you are getting my point. The blood speaks forgiveness, so let nobody make excuses for you. That you know God can forgive you, but the consequences remain. So what you should be receiving a miracle concerning. What you should be believing God by faith to get a miracle concerning, they tell you that it has to remain. And once you believe it, you know what happens? It remains. Faith is powerful. I like one story Ken Hagen told of a man that came to their meeting. A man who had been crippled, I think either from um, either arthritis or a road traffic accident for years. Came to their meeting. He, he received them healing. And his pastor came to see him after. That when the pastor knocked, he got up from where he was, went to the door, opened the door. Are you getting my point? He walked to the door. Then he sat down, the pastor sat down. And the pastor spoke to him and explained to him. He explained to him that healing is not for today. And that those men are fake. By the time the man finished talking, the pastor got up to leave. The man couldn't get up again. A man who walked to the door Open the door for the pastor to come in. I hope you're getting my point. This pastor talked to him for like 15 to 20 minutes. Yes, just about, not more than 45 minutes. Let me not get it wrong. A man who received the miracle a few days before. That's how the miracle walked out of the door. Because a man took away his faith. Nobody's taking away my faith. Nobody, I won't, that is, I'm fighting for it. No matter what. I, look, listen, let me die believing God. Say, so that's how he did and he died. Yes, at least, thank God. You say with your mouth, I believe God and I died. It's good like that. Men die in faith. 
better to die in faith than live in unbelief. I hope you're getting my point here. Let, 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 let nobody come and be passing you saying, eh, you know, you sin, consequence, you have been forgiven, consequences remain. I don't know the meaning. I've been forgiven, but I'm still going to hellfire. Then carry your forgiveness, go now. Is that no consequence? What is, uh, define forgiveness if I must still go to hell? Even if it's a physical part of the body that was lost, God restored. That's why Jesus died. You know one of the reasons why Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead? So we'll never forget that there is nothing he can do. Because for a man to be in the... Look, in fact, somebody analyzed the miracles of Jesus. That the miracles were progressive. The first one that Jesus raised just died. He was alive when they came to call Jesus. Died on the way. Are you getting my point? So, just short, maybe a few minutes, a few hours. The next one that he raised, he don't die since morning. They were burying in the evening. That's the widow of nine son. That's how he was doing it. He pushed it until... This one had been embalmed or had rotted. It's one or two. I don't know whether you're getting my point. But then it got the time of Lazarus. The death was permanent. The Jews even believed that the spirit hangs around for three days. So he waited till the fourth day. So even the spirit had given up. <laughs> Do you get the point? Even the spirit had given up. Because they said that the Jews believed that the person's spirit hangs around for a few days. So this time around, you see, it's one or two things. By the fourth day, that fellow is either decomposed or he was embalmed. Are you getting my point? Either he was embalmed or he must have decomposed. And listen, the sister told Jesus that he was not embalmed. Is that what he said? She said, he said by now, there will be a smell. So we now know that he was not embalmed. So he was decomposed. I can assure you the brain decomposes very fast. turns to pop. That's sometimes it turns to water, clear water. But that fourth day, now ugi, day for the head. Ordinary akam. Yet, Jesus called the man. The man came back. This is, my, this is my point. He went back alive and remembered his sisters. He didn't raise a zombie. So come, this is the road. I hope you're getting my point. Let nobody tell me. That even if, even if a body past had been lost, that Jesus cannot restore it. Why he has not been restoring is that we have embalmed our own belief. We keep on telling people, you know, you know, you can forgive, oh, but the consequence will remain. I came to tell you again today, part of forgiveness is a wiping away of consequences. Say amen. amen. That's if you believe it, say it again. Amen. Let us have it. Let us pray. How do we overcome by the blood? We walk away from sin. We accept forgiveness. And then we start declaring the things that the blood is speaking concerning us. We declare the things that the blood is speaking. Every situation has, is waiting for a response. And it has a response that is dictated by the will of God. And that is what the blood is speaking. Let's begin to give the Lord thanks. Let's say, Father, we thank you. Let's begin to give him thanks. Let us begin to thank him. Let's begin to give thanks for the blood. The blood of Jesus. Let's give thanks for the blood. Let's give thanks for the blood. Let us give thanks for the blood. Now you know what to give thanks for now. It's not just the blood as in, you know, the blood. Now you understand. That is the, that is the payment for forgiveness. 
That is the payment. Thank him because the blood was shed for you. That's the prayer. Thank him because that blood was shed for you. Thank him because that blood redeemed you. Thank him because that blood can restore anything. Why? It is a payment. It's the most expensive payment that ever existed. And it was made for you. It was made for me. Let's thank God for that again. And we're overcoming by that blood. The accuser is shut down by that blood. The accuser is silenced by that blood. The accuser is made silent by that blood. The accuser is made silent by that blood. The accuser is shut up by that blood. Let's thank him for that. Because you have been, I mean, you have been set free. There is nothing you can be accused concerning now. God has forgiven. God has forgotten it. That's the first thing we thank God for concerning the blood. Let's also thank God because that blood has made the will of God effective in our lives. Thank him that, Lord, you have made your will effective in my life by the voice of the blood, by what the blood is speaking. That this blood is speaking something better than the blood of Abel. That the blood is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. The blood has spoken forgiveness for me. It's speaking forgiveness for me. The blood is speaking health in every part of my body. Himself took my infirmities and my diseases by his stripes. I have been healed. That's what the blood is speaking. The blood has no respect for the natural gene. You must understand that. Even though they say the disease is genetic, the blood doesn't care. It still says by his stripes you have been healed. That's what he does. He doesn't care about age. Sometimes we speak, we make excuses for illnesses. You know, it's my age, that's why I don't see well. It's my age, that's why I don't hear well. It's my age, that's why my knee is always paining me. It's my age, that's why my neck is always paining me. You make excuses, thereby shutting down the voice of the blood. But what is the blood speaking concerning your health? Declare it. He's saying, the spirit of Christ is giving life to my mortal body. That's what the blood is speaking. These promises are confirmed by the blood. That's how we overcome by the blood. It's not by shouting the blood, the blood, the blood. No, it is by saying the same thing, by opening our mouths and making that our testimony. The word of our testimony must be that which the blood is speaking. Our testimony must be that which the blood is speaking. Not what science is speaking. Not what your age is speaking. Not what your genes is speaking. Not what your economy is speaking. No. It is the Lord thy God that is giving you the power to get well. That's what the blood is speaking. Not from the east, not from the west, not from the south comes exaltation. God is judged. That's what the blood is speaking. Behold, I will cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. That is what the blood is speaking. Speak this thing. Speak this thing. Declare the words. Declare the words. There was a situation in your life this week or even today. Respond to it again. All things work together for, to, for good for, to them that love God and accord according to his purpose. That's what the blood is speaking. The lines are falling for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. That's what the blood is speaking. David said, my enemies, don't laugh. Don't rejoice over me when I fall down. Because if I fall, I will rise again. That's what the blood is speaking. That I'm rising up. I'm rising up. I may go down to the, in, into the pit, but I'm on my way to my destiny. I may be lied against by Mrs. Potiphar. 
and go to prison. But I'm on my way to my destiny. That's what the blood is speaking. That the will of God in my life will be done. The blood is saying that the thoughts that God has concerning me will come to pass. Respond to the things that have happened in your life with the blood. The blood even says you have the ability to forgive. It's a commandment. Be perfect as your heavenly, perfect, uh, heavenly Father is perfect. Forgive as your Heavenly Father is forgiving. That's what the blood is saying. He said you have the ability. He said the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. It's giving ability to your mortal body. It's giving ability to your mortal body. It's giving life to your mortal body. That's what the blood is speaking. That's how we overcome by the, by the blood. Oh, there's another one. Numbers 23, 23. There is no divination that works against Israel. No enchantment. No magic. No living transition says. For those who are afraid of witchcraft, that is how you overcome by the blood. It's not the witches are against me, the blood of Jesus. No, declare what the blood has said concerning you. What is the blood saying? He said no divination, no enchantment, no magic, no witchcraft works against Israel. And he said you are the Israel of God. That's how you overcome by the blood. That is how you overcome by the blood. But just by declaring what it is declaring concerning you. The blood is declaring, I feel like telling somebody today, that you will fulfill the plan of God for your life. Yeah, you will. Declare it. Say it with your own mouth. I will fulfill the, the plan of God for my life. That's what the blood is saying. Sometimes you appear frustrated. Things did not work well. Don't worry about those specific plans. Sometimes specific plans fail. But declare, I will fulfill the plan of God for my life. God is at work in me, both to will and to do his good pleasure. That is what the blood is speaking. That is what the blood is speaking. God is at work in me, is working out his will, is working out his will in my life, in my family, in my business, in my ministry, in my nation. Declare what the blood is speaking, even concerning the nation. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That's what he's saying concerning Nigeria. That this nation is the Lord's. Just declare what the blood is speaking. That is how we overcome. We don't overcome Satan by shouting, Satan overcome you. No, it's by taking our words and making sure they reflect exactly what the blood is speaking. That's how we overcome Satan. Concerning your marriage, what the blood is speaking. Oh, Jesus said in the beginning it was not so. How was it in the beginning? He that made them, made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife. And the two of them shall become one flesh. And this is the word of God. Whatever God has joined together, nothing will put asunder. Declare that word for concerning your family. Concerning your marriage. You should declare that word concerning your marriage. Whatever God has joined together, nothing will put asunder. The commandments of God are spoken by the blood also. The commandments of God are spoken by the blood also. He said it, husband, love your wife. Declare it in the name of Jesus, I love my wife. The blood is speaking the commandments of God concerning you. The blood speaks, say you are an overcomer. We are overcome because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Declare it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's what the blood is saying. Every promise of God is what the blood is speaking. 
Every promise of God is what the blood is speaking. Every promise. Every promise of God is what the blood is speaking. Every promise of God is what the blood is speaking. Every promise of God is what the blood is speaking. Declare no evil will befall me. That's what the blood is speaking. I will not be afraid of the terror by night, of the arrow that flies by day, of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, of the destruction that lays waste at noon. Say it, a thousand may form at my side, or ten thousand at my right hand, but none will approach me. Say, I have made the Lord my refuge. Say, the Lord is my refuge. The Most High is my dwelling place. No evil will befall me. No plague will come near my dwelling place. His angels have charge concerning me. They guard me in all my ways. I will tread upon the lion and the cobra. Nothing shall by any means hurt me. I am set securely on high. The Lord answers me and delivers me from all trouble. What's the blood speaking? He said, I'm satisfied with long life. And I see the salvation of God. Declare that I'm satisfied with long life. So I flourish like the palm tree. Use your mouth to declare these things. That's how you overcome. Not by shouting, witches won't get me. No, 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 no. Utter what the blood has spoken. Utter what the blood has spoken. I flourish in the courts of my God. I still bear fruit in old age. I retain the vitality of youth. In the name of Jesus. Let's begin to give the Lord thanks. Say, Father, we thank you. Because we are overcomers. Let's say, Lord, we thank you. Because we are overcomers. Say, Father, we thank you. Because we are overcomers. Now, can we just do something? I just feel like we should take a minute. Now, everybody, just think, just follow this. Many of us have bad habits that we are with words that we are need. We need to repent of. We have repented of them. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Statements like we are finished in this country. It will never come from your mouth again in Jesus' name. Amen. It will never happen that you make a statement similar to we are finished in this country. Amen. Ever in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will never utter negative words concerning your children. Amen. If you're a man married, you will never utter a negative word concerning your wife. Amen. And women, you will never utter a negative word concerning your husband. Amen. Find the way by which you rest. You know, the Bible says, exercise yourself unto godliness. Sometimes you will sit at home and say, okay, you know, the other day I was saying that, don't learn bad habits. When you want to talk to a prophet, you know, find the prophetic way to talk to a prophet. The kind of thing that triggers anointing. Are you getting my point? So if your husband is a, is a prophet, go, go to your own house, settle down, pray. Let God give you understanding on how to prophetically relate with him. I hope you're getting my point. You exercise, it's exercise. Now, where am I going? Let me give you, I told you this before. You know, all these funny four-letter words come to your mouth to exclaim when something bad happens, you know? So one day I settled down and said, how do we do it now so we won't be talking like that? Because mom must exclaim. Mom must shout. If you see something bad, you have to say something now. 
So one day I finally settled on it. I said I will start using every opportunity to declare the lordship of Jesus. So it became a way by which I respond. Jesus is Lord. If you tell me, ah, that guy just jammed the pole. I say, yeah, Jesus is Lord. Ah, that man just tore that man's, that woman's cloth. Hey, Jesus is Lord. Hey, there was a tremor in Abuja. Yeah, Jesus is Lord. The day I knew that it had caught on was one day I heard my son shout, Hey, Jesus is Lord. I said, okay, well, okay, it's working. Because man must exclaim. Are you getting my point? So you have to do what? You have to exercise. That's what's called exercise. So you will sit down and say, how do I exercise? What, how do I do it? You have a son that annoys you a lot. Go home and exercise. So what do I say? I conk your head into greatness. <laughs> do whatever you have. But, you know, do something that is prophetic. You know, that if you, do you get my point? Now, I'm going somewhere. You see where I'm going? They say things about the country, something that is discouraging. I give you an assignment again. Go home, settle down, and fashion, fashion your own way by which you'll be responding. It can be a simple thing like, it is well with this country. Hmm, the will of God will be done. Anything like that. Hmm. What happened? Hmm, he rules in the affairs of man. Hmm. He's the judge of the living and the dead. Just find a statement you after a while to become a habit. Where you used to say this country is finished. What did you now say? Hmm, I know they thought it has for me. Hmm. When you hear that, ah, one, by, one tanker exploded and killed four people, say, hmm, thoughts of good and not of evil. <laughs> Those who don't know where you're coming, you wonder what you're talking about. Don't worry. Just say it. It's exercise. Are you getting my point? I like, look, I feel like saying, women, go home, go, go and learn a prophetic. Don't let me catch you talking as to your husband as if uh, it's your first son. When some women are talking, don't know whether they're talking to their first son or to their husband. Your first son can't prophesy. Just all he does is collect your money. And you have a prophet. You activate the prophetic gift in him. Is exercise. Go and exercise. Now, I, I was going somewhere. But I'm going to take a minute. All those bad habit words that you, you used to speak, cancel them. This is what you do. You used to tell your son, foolish boy, you know. Right now, you have one minute to say, Father, every time I have said foolish to my son, I repent and I say I'm sorry. I cancel it and I say blessed. Do you get my point? Concerning the nation, every time I have said, this country is finished. Lord, I repent. I say I'm sorry. And I declare upon the nation, blessed in the name of Jesus. Take a minute. We all have different areas. Different areas. You know, anytime your wife, you know, annoys you, there's something you used to say. Just under your breath there, repent of it and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Now, I take each one, I cancel them. That's forgiveness. Forgiveness means it will not come to pass. Forgiveness means it will not come to pass. Forgiveness means God will forgive you. Right now, you are forgiven. Right now, you are forgiven. Now, replace those things with a blessing. It's exercise. He said, exercise yourself unto godliness. There's a way you are speaking about your neighborhood. About your country, about your husband, 
about your wife, about your children, about your ministry, about your career, about your health. There are times you are declaring, I'm allergic to this. You've said it so many times, even the thing knows you're allergic to it. Begin to say, Lord, I cancel all those things in the name of Jesus. And I declare that I am well. Just a simple word. Himself took my infirmities and my diseases. By his stripes I have been healed. Lord, I cancel those negative words. I cancel those negative words. Words that have spoken against the blood of Jesus. And I replace them now with words in agreement with the will of God. I speak over my wife, she's blessed. I speak over my husband, he's blessed. I say I love my wife as Christ loves the church. My children are the seed of the mighty. They are the seed of the righteous and they will be mighty on the earth. They are godly seed. They are taught of the Lord and great is their peace. My children are taught of the Lord. Great is their peace. Strangers will build their walls in the name of Jesus. Prosperity will flow towards me like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. Wherever I am. We are not finished in this country. Goodness and mercy is flowing towards us. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. Wherever we stand, the blessing comes there. In all that I do, I prosper. Say that one. That's important. I want you to say that one at least five times. In all that I do, I prosper. In the name of Jesus. That's how you overcome by the blood. In all that I do, I prosper. In all that I do, I prosper. Father, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Lord, as your people depart from here, goodness goes with every one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. I declare that goodness will go with you. Amen. Mercy will go with you. Amen. No evil will befall you. Amen. No plague will come near your dwelling place. Amen. Safety is your portion as you sleep. Amen. When you rise up, safety is your portion. Amen. No infirmity stays in your body. Amen. The blood speaks healing concerning you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Safety all around you are all around your neighborhood. Amen. Your children, they are blessed. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' name. Bless you the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication and dominion shining forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Quickly bless the people around you. Say, this is your season. Bless somebody from the bottom of your heart. Prophesy to somebody else. This is your season of multiplication and dominion and shining forth. One more person. This is your season of multiplication and dominion and shining forth. Don't forget you. This is my season of multiplication, dominion and shining forth. All right, cherub brethren.